This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. So what I'd like you to do right now is would you join me in welcoming to this stage, this is his first Sunday preaching on this stage. Would you join me in welcome our student pastor, Jake Schneiderhand. Hello. Good morning. Thank you. I don't know what I hit, but I hit the right button. All right. Hey, thanks for being here. I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, Anyways, as I, uh, as I get ready to teach, it's, it's interesting. If you're wondering what student ministries pastors mean, it doesn't mean much. I get to travel, uh, I get to shop a lot for our students when we go out, and we have, we have a lot of opportunity where I get to buy things that other people that buy them usually have a, a different title, and I get to buy like candy and, and games for kids. So um, anyway, so I get to go do that often, and people are like, why are you buying all of this candy? You don't you don't look like you eat all of it. And I say, well, I don't eat all of it. I'm a, I'm a pastor. And they go, oh. and things get real, real serious real quick when, when you're a pastor. And, uh, and then I go, no, no, I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. I'm over, I'm over students at New Life. And they go, oh, okay, then you know, we're good. We're good. You know, like, you're not a real pastor because I'm not a real, I'm not a real pastor. I'm a student pastor. And then as, as time goes on, um, just to make it even better, the church is even better about it because I went to uh, the city ministries meeting and with Kevin my first week here, I get there and we get ready to, I get ready to pray with all of the uh, pastors that we come in. And Kevin goes, hey, before, uh, before we talk about, you know, before we pray real quick, I just want to introduce you to our new, and he literally at new got cut off by somebody who goes, oh, your new youth guy. And uh, see, that, that doesn't sound too bad, but um, that's, because, that's because we're not real pastors. We're just the youth guy. And uh, churches, even, like, even real pastors are like, you're not, you're not a pastor. You're just the youth guy. You take care of kids. And I say, hey, that's okay. And you know, make it even better is I was this close to coming out and playing a game with you guys this morning to start my message. And, uh, and last second, that fell through, so I didn't get to play a game with you guys, unfortunately. But I owe you one, so I'll play a game someday uh, with you guys. Anyways, other than that, um, what I got for you is, is my story. Um, I am 22. If you didn't know that, I'm 22. And uh, I graduated high school with my associate's degree. And I went on to, uh, to marry my, my high school hottie in, in, uh, when I was a senior. Or actually, not when I was a senior, when I was 20. And, uh, and then I graduated college with my bachelor's of science uh, shortly after I turned 20 as well. So if you're wondering, um, I've also worked since I was 14. So I'm kind of addicted to work and success and, and going places and knowing people and, and doing things that other people just don't do. I'm addicted to that idea. It has started really young. I was 14. I said, I want to get a job. I want to get a job. I'm 14, so I went and got a job, and I was a ski instructor. What that meant is I worked with, I said four-year-olds last service. I lied. I actually worked with like, I wanted to sound better than I really was. I, I worked with two- and three-year-olds, and two- and three-year-olds are just learning to walk, um, right, like well. And so putting them on a pair of skis, we're not teaching them. Um, we're, what we do is not teaching. It meant I skied backwards holding on to my poles like this, and they held on to my poles, and they just looked and smiled, and I got to ski backwards. Um, it, was, it was very cute, but it was not, it was not teaching. Um, and so, so I did that, and then I, then I was a football referee for a while, which I, which I loved, loved football. And uh, Kaylee's got a couple of really weird photos. We weren't dating yet, and her, I refed the team that her little brother played on. And I found out many years later when I was digging through some photos, she has photos of me when I was refing football. Um, yeah, so, so stalker. Um, anyways, um, 
And so we've got, uh, we've got that going on. And then I, when I turned 16, I got my first like real job because I was 16, right? So I'm going to go get a real job. And I became a sales kid for Beachworks, which is owned by Billabong. So in all practicality, I worked the sales floor for Billabong is what I did. And I worked there for a number of years. And um, what happened there is uh, I won some sales contests. I won some other contests. People started recognizing who I was. And within three months, I got promoted to be a, a lead sale, which meant I was uh, over everybody in the store except for management. So all of the rest of the salespeople, everybody else, I was, I was officially in charge of them. And, uh, and the only people that were in charge of me were the actual store managers, right? And I was uh, 16, and that didn't go over too well because I was 16. I was the youngest member of the team, and I was also the newest. I'd, I'd been there the shortest amount of time when I got promoted over everybody. And uh, what, what I was told by the manager of the store, she looked at me and she said, Jake, I promoted you for a reason. I promoted you because I know you can do this job, and I know you're, you're good at it, and you're, you'll be successful, and, and I want you to be here long term. I said, okay. And she goes, but what you need to do is you need to convince everybody else here that none of them can do this job. That none of them can do this job. My job wasn't that hard. Um, but anyways, any of them could do this job. Any of you could do this job. Um, but anyways, that's not offensive. That's anybody, including, you know, elementary school children could do this job. So um, this job, and so I said, okay. So anyways, I went in with that mentality of, man, nobody can do this job better than me. On top of that, a couple years later, I grabbed onto this other idea that says, hey, I'm going to pray like it all depends on God, and I'm going to work like it all depends on me. And that quickly became, I'm just going to work like it all depends on me. So I'm going to, you know what, nobody could do this better than me, and I'm going to work like it all depends on me, is, is what my life quickly became. And so as time went on, I, I left Billabong. I started a, a six-year employment on and off again, intern, full-time, all the stuff with Lake Sawyer Christian Church just south of Seattle. And, uh, and then I also worked for Target while I was in college. Um, I worked for Target, got promoted into some management stuff there. And as I got promoted, I rode that promotion back to Billabong, uh, where I spent another couple of years. And before I knew it, at Billabong, I was the assistant store manager of the second highest volume store on, on earth. Um, they've, got, they've got hundreds of stores all around the world. They're, they're actually out of Australia. Their highest volume store is Times Square, because a lot of people surf there. And, um, and then their, their second highest volume store is, uh, is in Waikiki, right? Literally, I walk out of the store, cross the crosswalk, and I am on Waikiki. I'm standing on the beach. So I got to, to work for that store. I got to be the assistant manager of that store, uh, which, was, which was great. And, I, and then ultimately I realized that wasn't where my future was, so I ended up over the next couple of years doing some stuff, and now I am here as your youth pastor, which I love to do that. But what it means when I look at this idea of, you know what, I'm gonna, nobody can do this better than me. I carried that idea from the work world and from normal sales jobs into a ministry position where I go, you know what? Nobody can do this better than me. And then I also carried the idea, it all depends on me. It all depends on me. And in the past, what that does for me is that gives me a lot of different things. What that does, that, that, that makes me a busy person, if you're wondering. At one, point, um, at one point, I was working for Billabong still. I was a manager at Billabong. I was helping direct a kid's camp for fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. And then I was speaking at another camp for junior high and senior high students. And I wasn't getting paid by a church at that point. I had another job, but was doing that because I figured, hey, nobody else can do this. And then as time went on, at another point, I was working for Billabong full-time as a manager, 40 hours a week. And then I was working at the church, 20 hours a week, running their young adult ministry. And on top of that, I decided, hey, why not go to school full-time? Um, so if you're wondering what 70 hours of work a week looks like, 
that's what it looked like. And it's amazing that I kept a relationship with my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, but now we're married. And uh, I got lucky. Um, she didn't... I got lucky. And, uh, and anyway, so, she, so I worked 70 hours a week is what that looks like. And what's amazing is that mentality of like, hey, it all depends on me and nobody can do this better than me was carried that entire time because, because of what I did and what I put out and what numbers I was making and how big my sales were was my worth. I said, I'm not valuable unless I'm putting something out. I'm not valuable unless I'm making those sales. I'm not valuable unless I've got the better numbers, unless I've got more, more college-age people coming to my group, unless I get a degree by the time I'm 20, unless I do this, I'm not valuable. What's it for you? What about you? And see, as I thought about that, every time I say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. Whether you believe it or not, you don't have to say, I'm going to say yes to this and no to this. That's not, that's not necessarily how that works, but it goes, hey, I'm going to say yes to this, and you automatically say no to a whole list of other things. See, when I'm working 70 hours a week, I'm automatically saying no to cultivating healthy relationships. When you're working 70 hours a week, you're automatically saying no to a healthy amount of sleep and eating good meals. Because what you're doing is you're going through drive throughs to get food because that's all the time you have. And then you're sleeping like five or six hours a night, which is why people die. So anyways, when you're doing that, you're saying no to that. Right, so for you, I've got a little thing here. Maybe I'll show you. Uh, for you, we'll, we'll, we'll add some stuff. What are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? If you're wondering, I've got a great bag right here. It's a, it's a New Life bag, limited edition. Uh, no, you can't have it. It's mine. And, uh, and anyway, so I've got this New Life reusable bag here. I'll, I'll pull some stuff out. And uh, right here, we'll start. We live in uh, the 21st century in the United States, so we've got to make some money. If you were wondering, that's what we all have to do. So work is not a bad thing. Some of us go to school, and so we got to get grades and those kind of things. So, so I just picked this up. Um, most of you probably do not have a computer like this anymore. It is a, it is a Core 2. It's got two cores in there. That means it's real fast. Um, that means it can't even run Google Chrome. Okay, that's what that means. And, um, and so, so that, uh, this I found in the hallway. It's, it's an old piece of garbage. So this right here is, uh, is, is representative of our schools maybe, or if you work, or if you work and go to school, if you're insane and you work two jobs and go to school, uh, whatever. This is representative of that. So some of it takes up more of our time. Some of us, it takes up less of our time. And we say yes to that, right? And in here, I've got some other stuff uh, that, I could, that I could pull out. Um, this, is, this is not wine, it's champagne. Um, no, it's, it's actually sparkling cider. So um, I've got a bottle of sparkling cider here because I'm a youth pastor, and what that means is uh, it's, there's no alcohol in here. And uh, maybe for you, we'll just represent uh, date night. Maybe you've got a, a boyfriend, girlfriend. Maybe you've got a spouse, and you want to go on date night. And let's be honest, you're not crazy. You're going to say yes to date night. So we're going to say yes to date night, and that's going to be over here with our yeses, start to take up some time. As time goes on, we've got some other stuff here, and uh, I've, got, I've got some Nikes in here. I love to, to work out, and so I've got, uh, I've got that in here. So maybe for you, you enjoy working out, or maybe you enjoy football. I'm a fan of the greatest football team on earth, um, the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, you laugh, but we got the ring. And um, so anyways, uh, Seahawks here. So maybe you're, you're, you're thinking, you're like, I worked a lot. I'm kind of tired. Should I work out or should I, should I watch the game? Or should I, for me, I, I play fantasy football because I'm a nerd. And uh, at one point last year, I had two fantasy football leagues. Um, so this year, I've only got one because I'm not as insane as I used to be. Um, but I like to watch other teams lose. So I watch more than just the Seahawks play. Um, we won't talk about last week. It's okay. And uh, anyway, so I've got the Seahawks here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, you know what, no to working out. 
um, this week, uh, I'll say yes because, you know what, it's a lot easier to, to lay back and, and just kind of watch the game. Or maybe, maybe you've got something else in here. I've got, uh, I've got a couple good things in here. We've got, um, we've got, you know, you at work. I used to play, there's all sorts of pieces in here. I used to play Monopoly with my dad all the time. I love the game of Monopoly. Um, I'm not sure my dad did, but he always beat me. Um, he was probably cheating. He's probably cheating. But anyways, uh, I used to play Monopoly with my dad all the time. And so maybe your, maybe your kids have something they like to do. Maybe they're like, hey, we could, hey, dad, will you play this with me? Hey, dad, can we go there? And uh, in the other hand, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you worked a couple of longer hours because you spent some time because, you know, it's important that every single thing you think goes online. So you want to be on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or any of the other ones, like if you still have a MySpace we should talk because you shouldn't still have a MySpace. And um, if you have anything else, they're kind of useless. Um, but, you know, so maybe you're like, you know, I had a busy day. Uh, maybe we can play. Maybe we can play Monopoly another night. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to relax tonight. We're going we're gonna to update my, my status. I'm going to find out whose life is worse than mine. I'm going to find out whose life is better than mine. Uh, we're going to do that this morning. And uh, then we've got a couple other things in here. I've got a, got a minion. He laughs. That doesn't mean anything. And um, and uh, I've got a couple other things. You know, maybe maybe for you, um, you know, you're like, hey, uh, I should I should find God. I should do some reading of my Bible. I should spend some time in God's Word. But you know, uh, another friend of mine wants to take up a, a vinty amount of my time. They want to they want to take up a lot of my time. And uh, and. I go to church, I get good med- we'll just and I'll go hang out with my friend this time. And, uh, and you know, there's a couple more things. We'll pull out a couple more things. We've got uh, this mug right here is ridiculous. Um, this mug is, is actually Pastor Kevin's. His dad always had a weird mug like this. If you can't see, it's, it's clay and has a face on it, and it has a ridiculous mustache. Um, and it has a second mustache above the eyebrows, if you're wondering. <laughs> and, uh, and this always reminds Kevin of his dad. And what's great is, is Kevin and, and Maria are really great about making sure they have relationships with their parents. In fact, I've met his dad multiple times and met him here a couple, last week even, um, which is great. And some of us are that way. And then others of us go, you know, I've got a busy, I've got a busy life. I, uh, a phone call here, uh, uh, an email there, but I don't need to go see my parents. So I'll, I'll hold off on that. Um, but I do need, I do need, uh, we're going to go to Starbucks twice this service. Last service we only went once. Uh, but I do need, I do need my coffee, so I'm going to fly through the drive-thru. I may be late for church, but I'm going to get my coffee, and uh, we'll put that there. And so we've got this life, right? And every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And it may be a good thing that we're saying yes to, or maybe a stupid thing we're saying yes to, and we're saying no to something we should really be saying yes to. And for me, I shared last service, I'm going out of town. A friend of, a friend of ours is getting married, and so I'm going, we're going up to Seattle. And this time, uh, I took some time so we could be there for 10 days. And so we're up there. We leave Saturday. I don't come back till the, I leave Saturday the 1st. I don't come back for the, till the 10th, if you didn't know how 10 days works. And uh, I get to do that, which I'm really, really excited about. But on day one, November 1st, when we get there, my mom lives right by the airport, and she said, hey, why don't I pick you and Kaylee up? We'll spend some time together, and uh, you can stay the night at my house, then I'll run you over to her house where all the wedding stuff is going to be. Um, but you know what else? Uh, October 30th uh, is, is Kaylee's little brother's birthday. He turns 20, so he's not really little anymore, but um, Kaylee's brother's birthday it turns 20, and we're kind of putting that off, and we told him, hey, we're going to celebrate your birthday on, on the 1st when we get there. So at that point, when my mom asked that question, I said, hey, mom, we already, we already said yes to to Jordan and being there for his birthday, because that's part of the reason why we came in as early as we did on Saturday. So unfortunately, we're going to say no on the first to my mom. 
Now, what that means is I didn't say yes to something bad, like my brother-in-law is not stupid. I love my brother-in-law, and I love my mom too, right? But the truth is I had to say yes to something, and we said no to something else by default. The truth is I could have said yes to my mom and no to, no to Jordan, and we could have done one of them later in the week. And what we're probably going to do is on Sunday we're going to watch the Seahawks destroy the Raiders is what I'm probably going to do with my with my. I know, I'm sorry, Billy. That's what we're probably going to do with my mom on Sunday because my mom loves the Seahawks. But then again, that means we're probably going to say no to, to Kaylee's dad, who is a longtime season ticket holder and loves going to Seahawks games. And we're probably going to have to say no to watching the game with him at his house because he shares tickets, so he'll be at home that Sunday. But we're probably going to have to say no to that because we're going to be with my parents. See how it works? We always say yes to something and no to something else, and it's not always good and bad or we say yes to something bad and no to something good. It could be good on both ends. And, and as we get busier and like I was talking about my life, uh, this, this verse came to me. Uh, this verse was told to me, Psalms 46.10, and it says this. It says, be still and know that I am God. And I read that verse, and a lot of people like that verse because it brings peace, right? You read that verse, you're like, man, that's great. Man, that's great. And it's weird that you could, uh, don't do it because pay attention, but you could, uh, you could type that in on Amazon and you could find wall decals that you could put in your office or on your wall in your bedroom or wherever else you put wall decals. You can put it on like a throw pillow. They, they sell them on like throw pillows because Christians are weird. Um, and then they put it on, then they put it on coffee cups because we're even weirder because we should really be still and drink a bunch of caffeine. And so they put it on coffee cups. And uh, what's amazing with this verse is what I want to say, those of you that, are, that, are, that love to work or those of you that put out a lot of stuff or those of you that are busy or those of you that are salesmen or business owners or entrepreneurs, what I want you to know is I'm not about to say what you think I'm about to say. Because this verse, when we read it just like that, does not say what we think it says. See, in Psalms 46, it says something very different if we go back a little bit. It says, come and behold the works of the Lord. Come and behold what God does how he has brought desolation on the earth, how he has made wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and he shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. Or in another version it says this. It says, cease striving and know that I am God. God is literally saying, hey, stop. Stop and recognize who I am. Stop this yes and no, and I'm figuring it out, and it's all about me. He says, stop and recognize that I am God. Thanks. And what's amazing about this, he says, I'm in control. This other verse I love even better. It says this here. It says this in Psalms 33. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation. And by its great might, it cannot rescue. You're like, Jake, I'm not a king and I'm not a warrior. That's true. But let's talk about this. What about, what about you? Uh, you know, we could, we could go, hey, the, the businessman, the, the, the salesman is not saved by their great profits. The moms, the parents are not saved by their great organization. Or, or we look at this next one, a warrior is not delivered by his great strength. You know what? We aren't delivered by how much we know. I'm not delivered by how much education I have or how much I study or how much of the news I read. I'm not delivered by how often I go to the gym and how buff I get. Come on. And I'm not delivered by any of that. Well, this next one, the war horse is a false 
hope for salvation. You know what? Your, your boss is a false hope for salvation. Your customers are a false hope for salvation. Your acquaintances and business partners are a false hope for salvation. Your children are a false hope for salvation. Your professors and teachers are a false hope for salvation. Your coaches are a false hope for salvation. Your children are a false hope for salvation. Your spouse is even a false hope for salvation. Read about this. God is our only hope for salvation. It doesn't matter what we say yes to, what we say no to, because at the end of the day, God's in charge, and he goes, stop and recognize that I'm God, that I'm in charge. As I read this verse, I was thinking about it, and I go, that hits me right where I'm at. It's easy for me to think, man, my output and what I do is, is, is what I'm worth. I think about it and I go, you know, the fact that I, that I excelled in business areas and I was a great salesperson, I, I was putting out numbers and training employees and there were people that I trained that got promoted and that makes me look fantastic. But the truth is, it doesn't matter. And you know what's amazing is I was a youth pastor at Lake Sawyer and when I took over, things had kind of gotten sideways and they were, we, had, we had gone from, from 115 was our average when I, when I was interning, when I was working. We had 115 students on an average weekly basis and we had gone down to 54 is what we had. We had, we had five junior hires my first night there. And within like a month and a half, we had 90 students back at youth group. That's easy for me to go, yeah, it's all about me. Truth is, God did something amazing. And then you know what else happened? Is I didn't get the full-time job. They hired somebody else. I love the guy who they hired. I love Rob. Rob and I are great friends, and, and we talked. Actually, I spent about an hour on the phone with him this week talking about ministry and life. But the truth is, God's in control. And when I began to understand that, and, and this is how I began to understand it, it says, next verse, it says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, not our prophets, not our children, not our families, not anything. God is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. You know what holy means? He's set apart. God is completely on a different level than anything else we could ever trust in. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. I read that verse and I went, I've got it all wrong. It's not about me. Not about me. I read that verse and I said, you know what? When I think this idea that I need to let everybody know that they couldn't do this job better than me, that's not true. You know who could do this job better than me? God could do this better than me. And God can make this better. As I thought about the other idea where it's like, you know what? I'm going to work like it all depends on me. It doesn't all depend on me. And I thank God it doesn't all depend on me because I'm, I'm awful. So we work like, it, like God sustains us because I am sustained through him. And as I look at that idea that, man, God can make this better and I am sustained through him, I begin to realize it's all about him. See, what's amazing is I had a youth pastor friend share a story with me. He was struggling whether or not he was going to leave a church because he got offered to go somewhere else. And he was thinking, you know, is it time for me? Is God calling me to go to a different church? And a friend of his said to him, he goes, you know what? He says, I want you to go, and I want you to, fill, I want you to go home into your, into your kitchen, and I want you to fill a five-gallon bucket with water. It's going to sound really rude. 
This is going to sound really rude, but I want you to fill that five-gallon bucket with water. And then, as angry and as fast and as hard as you want to, I want you to punch your fist into that water, and I want you to rip your hand out. And I want you to count how long it takes for the water to settle back down. That's about as long as you're going to be missed. Think about that. It's going to be a matter of seconds. And I think about that when I was talking with Rob, I get the pleasure of speaking uh, at Elevated Youth next Sunday night, uh, Lakeshore's youth group with my old group. Um, And I was talking with Rob about it, and he goes, yeah, I told the students that you're teaching next week. And he goes, a handful of them are like, yay, Jake's back. And uh, the rest of them have no idea who you are. It's been less than a year, all right? I'd worked there on and off for six years. I'd directed camps. I'd spoke. I'd been their youth pastor. I had done a lot. I'd spoken on Sunday morning. doesn't matter. And you know what's amazing is, is why I don't know what they're doing, because Rob is bringing in new students, and Rob is reaching people that I never reached. You know what's amazing is the, uh, the Billabong store in Hawaii, it's still open, if you're wondering. <laughs> they're still doing just fine. They're still doing just fine. And uh, as I was thinking about it, what about, what about for you? You know what's amazing is your business, your customers, your, your company is still going to make money whether or not you work overtime or whether or not you work Saturday. They're still going to make money. The 49ers are still going to lose whether you watch the game or not. <laughs> and we keep, we keep going, and, you know, you realize that your kids, your kids are going to get older whether you say yes to hanging out with them for one night or not. And you know what's even more tragic is these questions about, hey, Dad, do you want to play a game tonight, are going to stop. They're going to stop someday, and they're going to grow up. And you know what? Your parents are going to age whether you want them to or not. And some of you have already experienced that. See, life just keeps moving on. And what we need to understand is it doesn't all depend on us. It isn't all about us, but it's all about God because God can make it better and God sustains us. See, for me, we've done great things here, but we've also haven't, I've missed the mark on a couple points with student ministry stuff. But you know what's, all, you know what's great about that? Is God's still doing awesome things. Somebody asked me how I felt about teaching first service, how I felt it went. I said, you know, it went okay. But I realized a long time ago, I'm not a very good teacher. And I realized on the weeks that, I'm, that I think I'm worse, that I think I did a bad job, I did even worse. But you know what's amazing is God continues to deliver in those times. And God continues to reach students and God continues to reach people because God's ultimately in charge. And so what about it for you? What about it for you? You know, I was thinking about it and I said, as I thought about this, I said, man, what do I need to start saying yes to and what do I need to start saying no to? I don't have the answer for you. I don't know. And uh, what's amazing is I, I got this idea, this Psalms 46.10 was shown to me and this, this lesson was shown to me by a lady named Kara Powell. She's, uh, she is the executive director of the Youth Institute at Fuller Theological Seminary. And she put this into practice so it's not just for pastors. You know, normal people can do, can do this too. They can begin to ask these questions and go, man, is it okay for me to say no to work? Is it okay for me to say no to an entire department of an extremely large, successful organization? Kara's done it. I think about it and I say, man, what do I need to say yes to and what do I need to start saying no to? As I look at that idea, I think, you know, I need to start saying yes to my family. And for me, that's my wife. I need to start saying yes to her. For you, maybe that's your, your kids. Maybe you need to start saying yes to them. And more importantly, you need to start saying yes to God. Because here's the deal. What I've learned when you start saying yes to God is God shows up. 
And that probably scares the crap out of a lot of us because it scares me. <laughs> Think about it, man. If God showed up every time, and he does, amazing things are going to happen. And so you go, you know what? What if I trust God to do something? What if I say yes to God instead of yes to myself? What would change? What would change for you? Where do you need to lean on God and go, you know what, God? It's not going my way, but I know, what, I know you could show up. And for those of you that aren't Christian, maybe you're sitting here and you're going, you know what? That sounds like me. I'm working crazy hours and I'm doing weird things. And I don't even know why I'm here because I don't have time to be here right now. Maybe it's time for you to say, yeah, God, you know what? I'm going to give you a chance. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for my heart because I need to, I'm, I'm still learning this. I'm going to pray for your hearts. And those of you that are thinking, you know what? It's time to say yes to God. You can join me in a minute and, and we can pray together. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to, I'm going to start that now. Um, but this morning, God's been working in my heart all week and God's been stressing me out all week. As I think, you know, I'm gone for 10 days. This whole place is going to fall apart without me. I know it's going to be okay. Um, but I'm going, to, I'm going to get honest and I'm going to pray with God right now. And you can, you can join me in that. So let's pray. Man. God, as I think about my life and my heart, as I think about what I do and the fact that I still sometimes think, you know, it all, it's all about me and it all depends on me. God, thanks, thanks for waking me up. Thanks for going, you know what, Jake, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, God, thank you for helping me begin to learn what I should be saying yes to and what I should be saying no to. God, for those of us that are like me and we're saying yes to all the wrong things, God, I pray that you forgive us for that. But more importantly, God, I pray you start directing us to be saying yes to you and yes to our families. And God, for those of us who have never said yes to you before, as they pray with me here in a moment, God, I pray you begin to change their hearts. And as we say this together, God, God, we've been saying yes to all the right things and no to all the wrong things. God, our lives are crazy and hectic, and we don't really know where up is. And today, we're going, you know what, it's time to lean on God. As we begin to process this, Man, God, I pray that you could just forgive us for what we've done and, and as I begin to believe in who you are. God, today I say yes to you and no to, no to everything else. And God, together, all of us say yes to something and no to something else. As we process that out, I pray that you're with us. Lord God, we love you and we thank you. And it's your son's name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.